Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Russell. How are you, Russell? Oh, good, thanks. Praise God. Thank Praise you, God. Jesus. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a wonderful weekend, for a restful weekend. We thank you that you have given us this new lease of time today, a new day added to our life, and we look forward to the week ahead of us in the belief that you keep us alive and in the hope that you direct our week ahead. Father, we acknowledge your presence in this prayer today amidst us. And we surrender ourselves to you, our body, our soul, our spirit, all our faculties. That in doing so, we are obedient to your will and the instruction that we are asking you now. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path and our prayer. That you provide your light, that you show the way. Not just this day, but all through this week, this month and this year, and the rest of our life, in our personal lives, in our ministry, in our workplace. In every area of our lives, Lord, every aspect that is involved in it, we acknowledge your presence there. We ask you for direction, for instruction, for revelation, for understanding, and for your wisdom. That through that, we are shown the path ahead. And when you lead us, when you go with us, Lord, we are fearless. The peace and joy that you pour into our hearts, Father, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and a part of this praying family. We share it with all those who are beneficiaries of any prayer request that has been made on this group. We share it with all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with every Christian that does not have that personal encounter with you, that they do not yet know you personally. You are still a religion for them. And we share it with all those that do not want to know you, that have turned away from you. We ask for a quickening in their spirit, Father, that they might call on your name and their feet be turned towards you, their hearts be open to receive you. So as we make our prayer, Lord, we call on your name, the name of the Most High, the one who is the lifter of men, the ancient of days, the rabbi of all ages, one who is our goodness, our fortress, our deliverer, our high tower, our shield and our strength, the one in whom we trust. And we want, the Lord, we ask for that grace to make that trust total, that it is no longer contaminated, but is complete, that we might be Abraham's seed, and claim the blessings that you made as a covenant to him. We ask for that faith, that trust in you, Lord. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who taught us that faith, the one who demonstrated the Abrahamic faith himself, obedience even unto death. So that this that his death brought us redemption and salvation. The Lion of Judah, the one who is our rock and our refuge, our sheep gate, 
and we pray in the name of his spirit the spirit the same holy spirit that created the universe at the god at the father's spoken word the same spirit that powered jesus's ministry as he worked through his miracles his signs and his wonders bringing the presence of the father to his people now that same spirit gives life to our mortal body so that when he is in us we carry that same resurrection power we carry that same anointing we are able to walk with you father the spirit of el shaddai the spirit of light and the spirit of truth the life giving spirit father we thank you that you have blessed us with your word your son your spirit you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies when you are a shepherd we lack nothing for you shall provide all our needs according to your riches not according to what we ask but according to your riches in heavenly places we thank you father that your hand is not short to protect us we thank you that you have blessed us with family with friends with angels with destiny help us we thank you father that you have blessed us with a revelation in your word so that the more we get to know you the stronger our relationship with you can be and the better our relationship with you the better is our walk in accordance with your will and your word we bring the limitations of our flesh into obedience not out of compulsion not out of fear but out of that love for the father that love for the master for our lord the adonai we thank you father when in our prayer and our reflection as we get into that today i cover and seal every word we speak every prayer we make i also cover and seal every member of every family that is part of this praying family called the holy spirit brisbane prayer group and everyone that is a beneficiary of any prayer request that has been made or that is being made today we cover all of these by the precious blood of jesus we plead that blood of jesus over every single one of them lord and we draw a perimeter around them by that bloodline so that every form of wickedness that approaches that perimeter shall be judged by the fire of heaven and we'll have the blood answer them we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will father i call the angel of the lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm sin danger accident injury pilfering theft hijacking terrorism and any kind of natural disasters i command that angelic protection in the mighty name of jesus we also herald the power in our word in our spoken word our prayer this morning that we shall release in faith we herald the power as mentioned in your word lord in isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is our word that goes out of each of our mouths it will not return to us empty but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it 
in accordance with your will, Father, in faith, in the name of Jesus. This is our conviction and what we believe we shall receive in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Yesterday we reflected on the ones whom the Lord calls Abraham's seed and hence blessed. <clears throat> Today I'd like to reflect on the ones the Lord calls foolish. And he mentions this in the word. So let's look at some of those instances in the Gospels. In Luke chapter 12, verses 15 to 21, Jesus taught us a parable about a rich man whose ground was very fertile and productive. And he began thinking to himself, what shall I do since I have no place large enough in which to store my crops? Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my storehouses and build larger ones. And I will store all my grain and my goods there. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many good things stored up. Enough for many years. Rest and relax. Eat, drink and marry. Celebrate continually. But God said to him, you fool. Now this is the first one. God saying to him, you fool, this very night your soul is required of you. And now who will own all the things you have prepared? So it is for the one who continues to store up and hold possessions for himself and is not rich in his relationship towards God. And the moral of this parable is not being covetous. The second thing that he teaches here is about focusing, is not focusing on worldly riches, rather eternal life and relationship with God. <clears throat> and isn't this the case with most people that nowadays? All we can see is a money, is money, a house, a car, job or business. Assets and possessions, all of these symbolized by the fertile and productive land. And especially when everything is going good, it's even more dangerous. And then there is status <clears throat> that is symbolized by those bigger bonds. It also symbolizes our ambitions in life. There is no place for God in it. Or he is pushed in one corner. And we are too busy. In verse 20, God calls such people fools. Is that what your life looks like? Is that what the lives of those that are close to you, that are known to you look like? And if so, we need to stop and think. Are we just focused on building our bank balance and securing our luxuries? Is that all that is there to our life? Building bigger bonds. Next, we have those that were worldly in their ways. So that first category now was the category of people that 
are just too busy with their life and do not even know Jesus. There is no place for them. Now the next are those we have we have those that were worldly in their ways but heard the word of God. They heard his call somewhere. And this one is about how they respond when they hear the word of God. And Jesus gave us the parable of the sower and him sowing the word of God in the four types of people. And they then went on to build their foundations. Now this is going beyond that parable. I'm joining the dots between this and his teaching in Matthew 7. They then went on to build their foundations according to what they thought is good. And in Matthew 7, verse 24 to 27, Jesus is evaluating those foundations. So everyone, he says, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man, a far-sighted. Now, this is the amplified extension. The definition of that wise man is a far-sighted, practical, and sensible man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods and the torrents came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words, now he's going on to talk about the other kind. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, does not respond to what that word says. In this verse, in verse 26, in Matthew 7, verse 26, Jesus says, he will be like <clears throat> a foolish, stupid man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods and torrents came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great and complete was its fall. What do you do when that word comes to you? When that kingdom comes to you? How you respond to it decides the outcome. This is the Christian experience of most people nowadays. Where Christianity has remained a Sunday religion and the word of God is only something that we hear on Sunday because it is part of our ritual. The service that we attend. Be careful if that sounds like you. If that is all that the, the place that the word has in your life. You could be in for a great and complete fall. What verse 27 says. How much of a priority and position, a dedication, a commitment, a habit have you made that word? That is a question each of us need to ask ourselves. Am I building my foundation on that word? And we've seen that in the entire series on last week on building your house. And then we have the third type now. So first we saw those that are too busy and there is no place for the word in them at all. The second, the word actually came to them. And there are two types in which they responded. One that built the foundation based on that word, took action according to the word and the others that didn't. 
Now the third type is next level. We're moving to the next stage. The ones that received the word. And they took action. And this is another parable. The parable of the ten virgins. Seen in Matthew 25 verses 1 to 13. Five of those were prepared with the extra oil for their lamps. For their lamps. And were called wise. While five were without. And were called foolish. The Bible records that. They were called foolish. Now this is about those. So you can see that in Matthew 25 verse 1 to 13. And this is about those that are called to be God's witnesses. Called to carry his light and anointing and to minister to his people. To be part of that banquet that he, is, he has set up. Where he's inviting everyone to come. Come to the kingdom. And God has placed kingdom duties on us. But then we take it casually. It's okay. I'll catch up tomorrow. There's no rush. It's not like anyone is dying. We're not serious. The word of God has come to us. Our response is not as committed. God expects us to minister and carry out kingdom functions. And he is at our mercy and we are like, no, nope, it's my weekend. I'm resting. And Jesus ends that parable by saying in verse 13, Therefore, be on the alert, be prepared and ready, for you do not know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will come. And he refers to the same in Luke chapter 12, verse 35 to 37. There's just one passing line there where he says, Be dressed and be ready for active service and keep your lamps continuously burning. That's the reference to this parable of the virgins. He says, be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast, so that when he comes and knocks, they may immediately open the door for him. Verse 37, blessed, happy, prosperous, and to be admired are those servants whom the master finds awake and watching when he arrives. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, he will prepare himself to serve and will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. Now Paul asks us a question to such people, the five foolish virgins. In Galatians 3 verse 3, Paul is asking the question, are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? A very big question, but very relevant and valid in our life, in our ministry, a wake-up call. Reflect on your own Christian experience and see, have you stayed long enough with God to carry enough oil for the assignment that he has placed on you? Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. That same thoughts are part of this plan. This is part of that plan. It is not just to provide your needs and give you riches. It's more spiritual than physical. So these are the three types that Jesus calls foolish. 
three different stages in our journey. The early stage, the mid stage, and the stage where it's actually time to be useful, but we could be complacent. We could be too busy with worldly affairs to be connected with him or hear the word and not take it in and hence be shallow in our Christian experience. Or we could be called and yet not chosen because of our casual approach. He calls all three types of people foolish. It is time for us to reflect in all humility, leaving our ego aside. It may hurt, but that is the truth being revealed if it hurts. It's time for us to go back to our secret place and ask him with all sincerity, Lord, what you have described today in these categories, is that me? I ask the question now, Father. Is that me? How can I improve? I receive grace today, Lord, and rededicate myself to you. Make that commitment. Jesus, take all of me and give me more of you till I am consumed by nothing else but you. I seek to build that relationship with you, Lord, to achieve the realm of Galatians 2.20, that we have crucified our flesh and every limitation with it, every weakness with it. And it is no longer we, no longer I, but my Christ who lives in me and through me. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures. For all families that are facing any kind of division or separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives limited or yoked in any way against their will and out of alignment with your will, Father. And we pray for our own personal needs and those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. And we ask that they be quickened, Father, that they might call on your name and they might not end up in shame, but shall be delivered. This is what your words in Romans 10 says. So we release our faith this morning, Lord. We thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we make this our prayer of agreement with each other and with the Holy Spirit, whom we know prays and sighs for us and on our behalf for this, our limitations. That prayer reaches the bosom of the Father who is merciful and ever loving, who has loved us with tender mercies. And your mercy, Lord, we know is released for us this morning. That prayer we make up to you is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues to be able to pray in the spirit, to release your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sanda <laughs> 
The scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from Colossians 3, 4 to 6. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning reflections and the Lord has put a person on your heart this morning, please share this reflection with them and bless them as well. Let the Lord touch their lives. Also share it with your family and friends and share Brother Savio's reflections, powerful spiritual reflections that he shares on our Telegram group and on our Facebook page. Share those with your family and friends as well. Give it as a gift, something that they can use in their daily family prayer together.
if you are not part of our telegram group yet or you have friends or family that you'd like to invite we shall post the link for them to join on our telegram group please share that message with them if you are following online and would like to join look into the description of this video you will see a link to join telegram there we have a scripture that has been shared in the chat this one is from 2 timothy 3 verses 16 and 17 quoted from the niv that says all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. and at the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day and this week ahead so that as we are blessed, let us boldly go out and be a blessing to everyone around us, carrying his name and his gospel and glorifying him. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russ, for coming. Thank, Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, just for